Collins is next. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Fun Point, the podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I am Eddie Colazzo, and with me as always is Briggs Oglesby. Howdy doody. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'm so tired. I've had a long two weeks. A long two weeks, uh, which allowed one listen through of this album. I I will, uh, can I tell you? uh Uh-huh. Three. Oh! Now, two of them have been in the last 24 hours. Okay. So it's fresh in your mind. It's it was a speed run, but yeah. listen. Uh also, we are joined today by the first ever inaugural fun point guest, Prague and Yes expert, Roy Fuck Warlock. How's it going? I'm Roy of the show, aka Solid Time of Snake. <laughs> yes, thank yeah, you. you. I like it. I'll uh, don't worry, I'll put all the Metal Gear talk in the uh in the episode. <laughs> Please, so. I came up with that three seconds ago. It's good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this one, uh, we're, today we're talking about, yes, Close to the Edge. Um, and it, it was good. So we'll see you in two weeks. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Um, Roy, where can we find you? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> so I figured we, we, while planning for this episode, I thought that it would either be our shortest episode or our longest one. <laughs> yeah, I'm also, I'm wondering. I can't wait to see where we are 45 minutes from now. So that's why I kind of thought we'd get an expert on the to- the topic matter so we can kind of no, fill yeah. the gaps. Roy is going to be the one set of footprints carrying me when times were th- the most troublesome. The uh-huh. one set of footprints carrying both of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very light, so. Yeah, yeah Eddie Eddie is the, is the small stand that just hangs out in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my ability. Is the, I get very small and the always. small Ed Colossal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so to to get into the uh, the background for this one, mm-hmm. let me let me just lay it out for you. Uh, fifth studio album by English progressive rock band. Yes, they're good. Um, it's weird looking at this because it's like this album had commercial success, reaching number three on the Billboard charts. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't believe <laughs> that. <laughs> they only had like four songs in the seventies, so yeah. The, yeah, the weirdest thing is knowing that there was a time in the early seventies where Yes was like outselling Led Zeppelin at shows. It that's weird. Yeah, but also everyone in Yes is really cool. That's true. That's the difference. That is the difference. Like every Led Zeppelin story, it's like yeah, they went to the hotel and then they fucked everyone and they trashed it up. And it's like, yes, they're like, yeah, we, uh, oh, this is how Yes talks. Like, oh, mate, we were driving in the car and we saw a nice uh, mount- mountain. Yeah. And it looked like an arrowhead, it. wasn't it, Gov? It looked like an arrowhead. So I figured um, I got, I'd like to get close to the edge of that one. That's how <laughs> that, Yes sounds. They did do, they did have some shenanigans. I can talk about Chris Squire um, flooding a bathtub several times. Well, <laughs> yeah. Amongst yeah, us. Just, yeah. He fell asleep in the bathtub is what happened. Okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. relatable. Yeah. Uh, two more yes uh, fun facts that I would just like to get out before we get into the album. Uh, critical reception was mixed at the time of the original release. No doubt. Uh, though the album is retrospectively regarded as one of the band's best works, a landmark recording in progressive rock. So Yeah, dude. Yeah, for this one, Brooks, I was like, maybe. So, I mean, we did the good prog of the Mars Volta. Thank you, Roy, for your yeah. You're, you're very welcome. Uh, so that was kind of like a first taste and then I was like, for my prog, when I'm prog, <laughs> when how I'm prog? should I get Brooks? Should I give him a little, like, Coheed and Cambria? Should I 
pick Mastodon's prog album. And I was like, no, I'm just throwing you in the deep end, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, I didn't go full 2112 on it's this one. It's one of those good <laughs> albums where you get the vinyl record and side A is literally one song. Yeah. yeah. That's how you know it's good. It's efficient. Yep. Uh, last fun fact. Uh, when recording for the album fin- finished, drummer Bill Bruford, frustrated by the band's style and laborious <laughs> recording in the studio, left to join King Crimson. So, you know. Good old Bill. He, he just had enough after this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this album is three songs. They had to redo, like every time there was a, mis- a, min- a minor mistake, John would be like, oh, we got to record it back from the beginning. And he would start by playing one full minute of just birds chirping and and he, the drummer was out of there. Yeah. Listen, the, it sets the tone. You know? It's exactly yeah. the way that like Big Bird ends. So if I was doing like yeah. a fun point album stream, <laughs> I would put them back to back. When when I'm a wrestler, I'm going to use the entirety of Close to the Edge as my intro music. So yeah. by the time I get to the ring, the birds just finished chirping. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need. By God, that's Squizpillion's music. It's functionally a seventh inning stretch. <laughs> um, so the first track on this one is called Close to the Edge. And it clocks in, let me get the exact number here, about, what, 18 minutes and something seconds? It's about two episodes of Spongebob on this about, one. You go, two, you go two full sponges on here. Yeah. Um, just, to, just from the, like, overall genius thing, it says uh, 18 minutes, 42 seconds long, and every second is masterful. Like, can we not editorialize? Like, uh, one fun thing that that's happened is sometimes, like, I haven't been, uh, like, I've been at school or something, and I haven't had Spotify on the computer, so I'm like, I'll bring up, uh, and you and I on the YouTube, and every comment is like, this is music for geniuses. Yeah. You need an extremely large brain to I mean, it is the music of geniuses. Yeah. It is, but that was every comment. It was like, every second is masterful. Like, okay. <laughs> you don't have to say that, but, I mean, I, yes, I, I like do, it. Eddie. Okay, it is for brain, brain geniuses only. You do gotta. Yeah. You uh, do gotta. And it also says on Genius, in fact, it's one of songwriter John Anderson's favorite pieces to perform. So he really likes it. And Bruford had <laughs> like, I am out of here. It adds up. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, life is all about balance. Yeah. Listen, Fleetwood so, Mac uh, had problems. All the, all the greats have, oh, yeah. have angry drummers. You mm-hmm. gotta take, you gotta take your Brufords with your Andersons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good if I had my notes up for this you, one. Cause... If you can't take me at my John Anderson, you don't deserve me at my Bill, Bill Bruford. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let, yeah, let me... Okay, so here we are. So, uh, kind of a lot <laughs> for this one, huh? Mm-hmm. Brooks, what... So, I have to ask, overall, I mean, did you like it? I liked it in the way that I like a sometimes food. <laughs> Can you give me an example of that? So I just, I'm, okay, so when do y'all listen to Yes? When I feel like listening to Yes. But, like, exactly. you gotta, it, you can't, it, it's got a certain... You gotta be you in have the to, mood. Yeah, right. you have to be in the mood for a day to listen to Yes. <laughs> because last night, I went on a one-hour road trip, and I put on Yes, and I was like, oh, I get it now. It's It should be dissonant with all these musical instruments, but it's somehow not, and it's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. As, like, the, the interstate was passing me by, and then two minutes into the first song, they all go, ah, for a second. And then I'm like, oh, that fucking rules. <laughs> the, the, ah, 
is like my personal smoke weed every day because <laughs> I always think I know when it's coming. Right. There's I can get the first one, but the second one always throws me for a loop. Yeah. yeah. The song's the song's good because it sounds like they're always about to go into Carry On My Wayward Son at any moment. And, and, and they could just break out into it and just once I rose above the noise and confusion, like anytime. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, we do get uh, uh this. I would like to say this is my first like s- collection of fun point notes that has timestamps in it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we get we get the birds at the start, and it's just it's just nonsense. <laughs> but it's good. It's controlled chaos, you know. Right. Yeah, because it builds up, and then... It builds up, and everyone... Yeah. It's, they said, okay, everyone just kind of, like, go wild. Yeah, like, <laughs> go ham. Go ham, do whatever you want, and we'll stack it on top of each other, and said, hey, guess what? This is great. Yep. And it's, you know, my my sort of... My modus operandi of fun point, typically, is, you know, I'll listen to it once or twice, and then I'll hop into the genius to do some um, master's degree uh, literary analysis of it. And just like, you know, look for some some interesting lyrics and stuff like that. Pretty much every genius annotation is so like for solid mental grace, which happens later in the song, it says solid mental grace is likely just John Anderson's usual evocative word salad referring to a state of unshakable enlightenment. All right. That's what he does. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of we yeah, we usually uh, dive deep into the uh the lyrics here, but I feel like most of this is more about the vibe than about the, uh, right. And that's, that's, that's like, you have to be in a certain vibe. Like Mm -hmm. if I wish that I had this album, like the year that I got my driver's license. So anytime I drove around my friends, I could be like, y'all ready for some brain shit. (laughs) And then, Oh, Oh, sorry. I guess I accidentally just put on close to the edge again. Did you want to listen to the baby Justin Bieber? Cause Uh move over. (laughs) And then your brain, and your car turns into your brain, and you're driving your brain. You're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Bricks died on his way here, listening to Close to the Edge because he was driving <laughs> two brains at once. Um, yeah. So it's just a lot of very dissonant things that, like I think Bricks, you said you hear it and you say this shouldn't be good. It should be four separate songs that, if you like, if you put them separately, then they would sound good. But together, also, they sound good. It's for some reason. Yeah. But then after that, it goes, after the first, like, nonsense, it goes into the little melody, like, Are you talking about the part where they literally give us some reggae? (laughs) Well, first, they go into that very, like, triumphant kind of melody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a a weird instrument that I don't know what it is starts playing when the lyrics start. (laughs) It's very, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it... it's, it sounds like some type of string instrument, but there's a weird effect on it or something. I yeah. think it's a sitar or something. There like. definitely is sitar later on. Yeah. I want to look it like, up because I know um, Steve Howe, their guitar player, has... I can pop a picture into the uh, Discord and, like, show it to you as... Like, I don't know, maybe you can use it as the some type of extra art. But um, there's, like, a picture of him just surrounded by all of these guitars and other stringed instruments and it's just he's a very tiny man um and everyone who is yeah. in a band before like 1982 it's like this person played the guitar the sitar the like this instrument you never heard of yeah <laughs> like and, and but now all we have are damn we used to have steve howe and now all we have are sinister gates yeah so <laughs> yeah, eugene hutz is the only man in the world who still plays the fire bucket the fire bucket yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Didn't Chris Squire play like a three necked bass or something? Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's no need for that. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You get the forbidden deep sounds. The deep sounds. <laughs> this tuning doesn't exist. <laughs> I just made it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an electric sitar. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens, and then like I the kind of way throughout. I guess the chorus is like the down at the edge, round by the corner, because they do it a lot in this one. Yeah, it's just so good how it like builds up through the whole song. Yeah, and spoilers, but when you get to the last, seasons will pass you by. I feel like I just accomplished something. Like right. I did it. Not just I, I listened to the song in its entirety, but like right, I, I think, did something cool in my life. I think that's like, why this did. album was a grower for me because I was mostly listening to it when I was like dying with my comprehensive exams. Mm-hmm. So like I was like page six of thirty, and I was like hearing I get up, and I was mm-hmm. like ah, oh, I don't though. <laughs> Can't really take part. I'm getting down right now, but maybe later. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, what else we got here? Uh, we do, yeah, we get the now, the and then we kind of we get some reggae. They give us a little bit of reggae with a little syncop- syncopated like flute action. Yeah, Just a, little, a little quick taste of it. Um, th- yeah, it's a yep. lot. Uh, I'm I'm like looking over the lyrics now, and it's just I know like. It's kind of like listening to a song in a different language because I know it phonetically. Yeah, that was that's what I was thinking. Like, if I had six months with this album, I bet it would be really fun to every phonetic like music instruments, like every Uh single note. Yeah, like do like the way that like uh, the normal people with bad taste in music will do to the Bohemian Rhapsody or something. Kim, Kim, didn't your mom say something about Bohemian Rhapsody like yesterday? I don't know. Oh, she was like. There was, like, some Google device she was using. Oh, like, yeah. it's the Google one with a TV on it or something. Yes. And she's like, and it shows you all the lyrics on it, so you don't have to pretend like you know the words. <laughs> Listen, if you don't know the words to Bohemian Rhapsody, if you don't see a little silhouette of a man, I don't know what to tell you. Scaramouche, yeah. I remember when I first heard that song in, like, eighth grade, and I thought it was the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> It's you know it, it goes places. It's just, it was just not was it because crazy. you were watching Wayne's World? I may have been watching Wayne's World. Right, that'll do it. See, it's been deeply ingrained for me because my parents never gave a shit. So I've been watching Wayne's World since it came out in 1992 when I was three years old. Yeah, um, <laughs> you just sort of put it on the TV, and some say it's still playing. Some say, according to legends, the ad- the advertisement goof still holds up. Yeah. Oh, it's classic. It's a, it's it's a good movie. You love that yeah. scene. What? You love that scene. It's really funny. I know. Pepsi. <laughs> he wears it. It's little yellow different. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so close to the edge, down by the river, get up, get down. Yeah. You get kind of the first one of those. Um, if I can be actually like sincere about music for Absolutely a second. Absolutely not. This will be like the first time I describe any song we've talked about on Fun Point as parts of it are like beautiful. Uh huh. <laughs> like I when when I listen to Close to the Edge, I in that moment I am euphoric. Right. Yeah. Like do the whole thing. Not because of any phony Christian ska, but no, but because of 
pure English prog. Mm-hmm. No, the I'm... fucking like I don't know where the fuck we are. If we're like the there's pure endorphin juice with one of the I get ups like six minutes in. It's it's like it sounds like the the backup vocals at one point they're like louder than the lead vocals. Yeah. They're just like chanting things like this. And yeah. then in the back you hear like very lightly like I get up and it like builds and builds. <laughs> That's so good. And then finally like I get up and then the fucking like church organ comes in. Oh yeah, the fucking yeah, undertaker yeah. shows up. It rules. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Didn't oh, you know? I didn't see fucking church organ coming like as the crescendo, but it works. You should have. I know. To. I'm listen. <laughs> How many levels of prog are you on? I don't know, like three or four, I guess. <laughs> I mean, after the electric sitar, you should have just been yeah, ready for anything. You know, yeah, open to anything. Um, there is one uh bit of lyr- lyrical um uh huh. Uh, we're skipping around here, but it's a it's a big song. <laughs> I believe there's. Come on, John. Part. How come your mom lets you have eight verses? <laughs> oh yeah, the part about um, uh, saying she take the blame for the crucifixion of her own domain. Mm. So that sounds like a God word to me. So right. I was wondering if you had any um, like Jesus insights. Well, I clicked the annotation and it says that it's anti misogynist and feminist. So that's you know. I like that. I th- the, the user then follows it up and says, and hey, you're not allowed to call it a stretch unless you offer an alternative annotation. <laughs> so can't prove I'm wrong. Well, yeah. Big Gav 723 in the comments mm-hmm. does say it was a song Steve Howe was working on and John thought it fit the part, which is pretty much every other thing that I've learned about John Anderson is that he's just kind of like a lucky shithead that just keeps putting things together perfectly and just being like, I thought this would be good. And it was, that's literally him. It's pretty good. Yeah. He's just like fucking Mr. Magoo, but with musical instruments. Can I give you some John Anderson fun facts? Hit me. I I want the John Anderson fun fact. Let's, let's take, we're going to have a fucking like a side in this one because they can do it in the song. So give me the John Anderson fun fact and give me the bathtub fact after that. Oh God. Okay. Okay. So John Anderson is um, a tiny little man. He's Eddie. He's about your size. Um, okay, that's average. Listen, he's yeah. listen. That's average he's, size to me. Napoleon was was shorter than Eddie, and look what he did. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. They called John Anderson Napoleon in the band because he would just come in and say, "I want to do this. I want to do that," and um, just kind of do it without like really consulting anybody else. He would just go for it. It's it. It seems like being in a band is just really fun. Yeah, it you would think is. that it wouldn't be fun to play music with your friends for a living, but it actually is not. <laughs> actually, it's. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he also had like I want to say like a. I think he only went to school until he was in like the ninth grade or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, he, had he a passed of, English one, and he learned all of the vocab words. Yeah. that I got it. Yeah, and he said, "I'm good with this." Um, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, he had like a lot of just random jobs for a while. I think he was like a milkman or something. Um, <laughs> Back in vampire just... times, you could be one of those. So. Yeah, it was thirty percent of all labor was milkman. <laughs> um, he played in one of those bands where like you just like, um, what is it fucking called? Skiffle, <laughs> where you have like a washboard basically, yeah. and you play the washboard uh-huh. with his brother and yeah, blow into um, like a big jug. Emmett Anderson's Jug Band Christmas. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
he just did this shit and he just like he just had these ideas and like no um no formal training at all and he was just like i think this sounds good and like nobody he was from northern england and like everybody else had like a really hard time understanding his accent um oh yeah we know all about as as um our english viewers love to tell us we know all about the difference between a northern and southern i know <laughs> i'll tell you about cockney and york and uh <laughs> uh trafalgar square birmingham yeah, yeah. binghamton yep uh-huh. the canary and- wharf all of them <laughs> The Isle of Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Joyce that's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but they just kind of like regarded him as like this little weirdo, um, which is like <laughs> just true. A, strange, a strange musical goblin that keeps <laughs> around the studio. What is this weird little elf man? Um, yeah. Please, John, just, we need 28 more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so he'd like say things and like come up with ideas and they'd be like, just kind of nod and be like, yeah, okay. Half because they had no idea what he was talking about. Um, and he just kind of wormed his way into the leadership role by virtue of nobody else understanding what he's talking about. Yeah. It rules. Nice. <laughs> he's my favorite. He's, he's small and he's good. Right. One for the, one for the man lit hall of fame. Poor, yeah. Yeah. To represent. Yeah. Short first, days. first, first ballot elected <laughs> to the, the man lit hall of fame. Yep. I would say. So. Um, and give, give me that, give me that. That's the one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so, um, so Chris Squire, their bass player, is, um, as opposed to. He's really fucking good, dude. (laughs) Um, as opposed to John Anderson, he's a very large man. Um, he, um, literally, uh, this is another fun fact. Um, the reason he started playing the bass is because one of his friends was like, hey, you've got really big hands, play this thing. And just handed him a bass, and he was like, okay. He said, um, don't mind if I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, he um, really liked to take really long baths. And mm-hmm. um, it would yeah. drive everybody else up the wall, because they'd be like, dude, we gotta go on stage, or whatever. We gotta go record. We got, like, two minutes. And be like, be on a minute. And he would be in there, and um, this happened on two separate occasions. He uh, fell asleep in the bathtub with the water still running, um, and flooded the bathroom, and they had to they had to pay all this money to like the hotels that he did the, that he did this to, and that in accordance or that like in conjunction with him being a Pisces and like some other stuff is the reason why his nickname is the Fish, and he has a song on another one of their albums called The Fish, um, and That's he's good. good. Yeah, it's good to me. Um, just kind yeah. of a normal one. Pisces yeah, representation is important. He, yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. He really liked to waste everybody else's time, kind of. Um, which is another, which is like, which is what brought him to Prague. Yeah. And <laughs> waste his like, time, 1972. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like specifically cited as one of Bill Bruford's reasons why he left the band <laughs> is that he couldn't stand Chris Squire doing this shit. <laughs> uh, to kind of segue back into the song, the, uh, it's, it's separated into like movements or whatever. And one is called Total Mess Retain. And then the part that's like, as we cross the side to side, we hear the total mass retain. So I clicked it, and it said, this lyric perplexed and irritated drummer Bill Bruford, who soon <laughs> left the group to join King Crimson. <laughs> so just a bad time. I mean, his his playing's great. Like, no complaints about the ability and skill of one Sir Bruford, but... Mm-hmm, you <laughs> He's know. So good. He had He had a lot of pent-up aggression while recording yeah. this one. 
he here's a Bill Bruford fun fact. Um, okay, he got so fed up with their shit like while he was still in the band for a while that like while they were playing live, he would wear a T-shirt that just said "No" on it. Got him. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. That's the fucking. Did you see? Did you? I actually did this. That's like the um, like promotion thing that Burger King did, where you could get a Whopper for one cent, but you had to order it from a McDonald's. <laughs> the Whopper quest. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I did it, and I got a Whopper for one cent. Yeah. Oh my god. What's you it? can only do it once, though. It's a What's one just... time. It's it's a it's like a limited time event. So. Yeah, oh you can't god. activate the NPC any any. Other yeah, time. it wasn't uh-huh. worth it. I mean, because so like, I've never craved Burger King. Me neither, but I mean, one cent for a cheeseburger. Yeah, it's listen, like, we're all we're all on those, you know, education budgets. It was, yeah, <laughs> the unemployed paying to student teach education budget. So you know? I was like, this is a great deal. I'm going to go get a Whopper sandwich for one cent. And then it was at the point when I was like at the McDonald's in the parking lot on my phone, and I was like, oh, now I have to drive to Burger King. Yeah. L- luckily, there's one. Grimace was looking at you knowingly. I had I had to peel out of there. I said, Skirt! Because Grimace was getting the knives out. And <laughs> he knew. Um, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's my one cent Whopper review. Nice. It's weird how Bill Bruford is exactly like a Whopper. That's just kind of how it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. One Every band's got I mean, one. Yeah. <laughs> um... Are there any other, before we get to like the end of the song, are there any other kind of segments we want to pull out or give some uh, some I'm shine a, to? I'm a big fan of the keyboard solo. When it's like, is this the one where it's like a deep robot? Where like, There's some sort of video game organ eventually. Wait, yeah, that that and like everything that it builds up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just when they just let him go ham. It's good. Yeah, I gave up on my... Um, my notation here because it says the synth goes into the next part rules like yeah. ed, previous past eddie please let me know which synth you're talking about yeah <laughs> i mean that's all you gotta know mm-hmm. yep they, um, they did the fun video game synth so that today's tom sawyer could run you know yeah there you go oh, thank you thank you for bringing up rush brooks will uh the space spacey invades gets by on you it's good. You know what's fucked up is Getty Lee plays the keyboard and the bass. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see Rush live, the keyboard parts just have no bass. Because as good as he is, he can't do both at once. Oh. He can do both at once. He plays the keyboards with uh, his feet. He has like a pedal. Oh, oh nice. God. Yeah. <laughs> he he's he's the true he 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 is the wizard. <laughs> who like when we cry into the shopping cart? That's him <laughs> behind the waterfall. Yeah, Teddy is the footprints in the sand, <laughs> yeah, carrying all of us. Yeah, except mm-hmm. it's only one foot because the other one has to be on the pedals. On the pedals, <laughs> yeah. So he's just hopping. It's good. He only he can only do so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then it's just so good because like it keeps going in and out of these like weird movements, but every once in a while. It'll pop in with like, and I get up, I get down. Like it keeps your, it keeps it the thread going, mm-hmm. and just like the whole last chorus is the, the pure like I am ascending. Yeah, because yeah. it's all of them in one, mm-hmm. and it's just really good. It's, I, I have like dipshit Pixar poisoned brain where <laughs> anytime any song is just saying anything about how really. That, like, it fucking destroys me every time. I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> sometimes I am up and sometimes I am down. Fuck. 
Damn, finally so somebody like, said it. Seasons did pass me by. Yeah, dude. Now I'm, that you find out, like that. I go home. And you got seasons. <laughs> Damn. 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 Damn, son. Where'd you find these? <laughs> yeah, I do like very much turn into like translucent Winnie the Pooh floating upwards. Yeah, <laughs> like a leaving your body. <laughs> In front of Fucking a big Bart pot of honey. Hey, cool, I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it rolls. <laughs> um, Alright, so that's uh, close to the edge, we did the first song. Yeah, so now that we've done the first song, do you want to do Patreon shit? <laughs> sure, let's do Patreon. I should probably bring that up to uh, have our viewer of the week, huh? Yeah. It's Roy this week. Yeah, so, it's Roy. Congrats. Yay. Congrats, Roy. You did it. You did I it. Did uh, it. Pa- Patreon.com slash postgamers. I did it. I earned my uh, end of close to the edge ascension. It's good. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash postgamers. You can donate to us there if you'd like at $5 a month. You can send in a request for us to talk about on Funpoint. Uh, you can send in a message that we can read, it, as long as you don't say that Meltan is canon. And, yeah, be careful. Uh, you'll get special shout-outs in episodes like Roy did on this one. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, yeah. And at $10 a month, you get all that, plus special user status in the Discord. And, like, I'll make a wrestler of you when we play Fire Pro, mm-hmm. if is, you want. Is the, is the fuck warlock the champion? Who's the champion right now? Uh, I... Do you believe Dio Obama is the current Dio champion? Obama yeah, Dio is Ob- currently yeah. the champion. I think I've gotten my ass kicked every single time, so it's it's the robe. It's <laughs> it's all function, no form. I mean the thing is the, the thing, price of luxury. Listen, I mean, as a as a booker, there has to be one you there has to be this role where there's the one wrestler like doesn't always win, but a fan favorite. Yeah. You know, you want to get behind them. So when that one time when they do win, you can say, I was there when the fuck Warlock won a match. Yeah. Right. There you go. I was there when the fuck Warlock tapped out Elliot the Tormentor, you oh, know? Dude. God. So, someday. 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 <laughs> I still, I have the card for the next PGOT wrestling event on my, uh, on my desktop right oh, now. Thank mm-hmm. God. Let me see a, a little... Uh, for let me see, the fuck Warlock's got to be on here somewhere. I'd better be on there. Oh, the the, the uh, planned match I have is Roy Fuck Warlock versus Minoru Suzuki. That's so, good. <laughs> so kind of an evenly matched um, battle of the titans there. Yeah, oh probably evenly matched entry music. I would probably guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. B- big boy McDonald's or whatever. It's called. <laughs> 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 Fucking Kazumi Nara versus Big Time McDonald's. <laughs> The crowd's going wild. Oh my god! Strangely, a heel versus a heel match. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, if you like any of the words I just said, you can donate to us Patreon.com/slash/postgameofthrones. Um. Next song we got here is "And You and I." That's how you talk. I love it mm-hmm. so much. Um. Has let me see what what fun facts do I got for this can one? Can I hit you with one that I learned from Genius? Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, the John Anderson quote from this one. Um, it's uh, talking about just like what have the artist said about the song? And he mm-hmm. says, uh, well, the idea was very straightforward at first. It was going to be a p- very pretty folk song that I wrote with Steve. Soon we decided that it was going to be surrounded by very big themes. <laughs> Which is just like, I thought I was, okay, so here's my process. I thought I'm going to write a good song. And then I thought, hey, Steve, what if we wrote a good song with very, very big themes also? Uh, so we we I mean I was I was thinking we put some little themes in, but just, on the just contrary, a little, we, a little light motif, if you will. Why why don't we make them bigger? 
It's it's just like it's me every time I try to write a novel where it's just like, yeah. all right, I'm writing the greatest, biggest American novel. What things do what is the overarching theme that I want to say? Mm-hmm. Damn, I have to do more work. Fuck. <laughs> Damn, turns out we do live in a society. And well. then he immediately in verse one, his second line is about sensing all the themes. Yeah, <laughs> that's he didn't mean actually themes. He just meant put the word in. There. Yeah, the word themes. <laughs> The, the concept of themes. Yeah. Then, okay. Think about this. We we learned from Roy of the show that John Anderson only went to like ninth grade or so. I knew you were gonna go here, bro. And we Thank know God. that themes are for eighth grade book reports, so go. he must have done it and learned about themes, and then said, "I'm out of here." Yep. He got, got that he one did. lesson. And he said, "That's all I need to know. I'm going <laughs> to be a milkman." Yep. And he went off on his own for his big career. <laughs> yep. As a little man. Yep. <laughs> Big career goes for a very little man. Um, so this one starts with like, I I always it's gimmicky, but I always like when the song starts with the art with one of the artists in the studio being like, "Okay, are we recording now?" Yeah, because he's like, "Okay," and then like okay. some harmonics, like t- basically like tuning harmonics, not even like actual parts of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we just get some fucking like it it, it the whole song is more like. The last one was very like avant garde and just tons of different elements coming in all like at different times. But this one is like it is still kind of folksy throughout. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there is that folksy guitar, but they do get some fucking like space synth in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it rules. This is another. This is a, another song with a keyboard solo that I makes me turn into a wild chimpanzee every time I hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just start flipping out and flipping yeah. around. <laughs> Just in my car, just bouncing from wall to wall. <laughs> um, so here's a good, this is my very big themes uh, note for this one. Okay. He sure loves Mother Earth and shit. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Past Eddie. Like, yeah. yeah, thanks, Past Eddie, for no no time stamp on that one either. Listen, we only got two weeks to write down our, our very, our very, uh, <laughs> our very deep thoughts. My, my I mean, Past point... Eddie could not be more right. I yeah, mean, he's got a point. Yeah. Well, my, my fun point notes are very like that one fucking Tumblr post that just says like here at Hergling. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, at the time, I know like I have to write this down, and then yeah, I yeah, I'll know what it. this means. <laughs> I, I get this. <laughs> this is what I have to say later on on the recorded product. <laughs> um, I think there's some more reggae in this one. A little bit. A little bit of reggae. Give me some. Give me some reggae. He's got some. Yeah. Um, I just wanna. I. I not to be like, okay, the song's over, but at the end, the last part is called Apocalypse. Yeah, dude. But right? but if the words, it's actually very like nice and uplifting. It's yeah. very it's very funny because like, like you and I climb crossing the shapes of the morning. It's really nice because it sounds like John is just kind of being like shuffled out of the recording studio, but he runs back in for one pretty refrain. <laughs> like it's that like na, 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 the ocean made, and then like, <laughs> silence, and a bunch of pianos and birds or whatever. Yeah, and then there's silence, and then you just he comes back in for one quick refrain. (laughs) Is it they actually just like threw him out? But he was yelling so loud outside of the studio. You just hear like, yeah, he was fleeing in most tavern. They threw him out, but he was able to slip between Chris Chris Squire's legs. Yeah, he turned sideways. Subatomic. He turned sideways and just slipped right through. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, I I started listening to what's uh, that podcast song Exploder. Okay. Um, and if, if you don't listen to it, it's basically like an artist or like a producer on it will come on and be like, here's how we made the song, basically. And 
I am very bad at instruments, but I never actually think about how a song is like recorded in the studio. I'm just like, well, everyone goes in and plays the song and they yeah, it done. takes four to six minutes and then they leave <laughs> and then they leave. They got it. It's fine. Like, I can't even now, like, I'm starting to get why Bruford left <laughs> because there's so many like harmonies and everything in this one that is just like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, and it was recorded back in 1971 or 72. So it's, you know, even more. Uh, Someone yelled it, and then the producer just, like, chiseled it into a stone tablet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he needed all of his energy to be, like, mad at Vietnam or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, them literally talking about they would have, like, um, reels of, like, I guess, like, audio, like, tape audio just, mm-hmm. like, strung all around, and they would have to, like, cut it up physically and That's slice it That's the most together. ridiculous thing to me, is that they were right? recording on physical tapes. Like, you couldn't just put it in a computer and then forget about yeah, it. Yeah, it's right. fucked up. I have no idea how music was ever existed. Yeah. Um, That's, like, the thing about the Phil Collins drum, about how they did that. They just, like, recorded on the wrong microphone. <laughs> and, now, and now you can just go to a computer and be like, mm, Phil Collins drum, please. <laughs> right. And then you get the da, 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 yeah. da, 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 and then you go to the YouTube music comments and you upvote the post that's like 2000s to 2010 music starting to die 2010 to present rest in peace music. Yeah. Anyone listening to this in 1972? <laughs> <laughs> Unga bunga yes. <laughs> Unga bunga yes rock. <laughs> um. Yeah. Overall, this one. Like, I feel like it's just so nice. Like, it's, it it's weird because it's not something I would usually, I mean, because it's prog, but most of that is, like, wizard shit or, like, the Mastodon album where a guy astral projects into Rasputin. Like, yeah. that. And this is just very, like, nice. Nate, like, a clearer future morning, evening, nights with you. Yeah. Like, it's so nice. Yeah. And they all hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, fucking rules. <laughs> Um, yeah, do we have any other, um, like, bits? For I mean, John Anderson has become Protestant. Because in <laughs> oh, verse, yeah, the, verse the four, it's kind of all about Martin Luther. Uh, the sad preacher nailed upon the colored door of time. Yeah. yeah, which is famously how people talk about Martin Luther. <laughs> it's See, that's the thing. It's always, like, you kind of get the vibe of what he's saying. Right. Like, yeah. this would be, like, j- fucking John Anderson, he's, like, the blocking the path with a riddle and you just have to be like <laughs> what is the like basest idea that he's trying to express right here yeah he's tr- he's trying to write a 100 word essay and he can't get all the words so instead of saying mark 95 theses he has yeah. to say sad preacher nailed upon the color door of time and saint teacher be there reminded of the rhyme uh-huh yeah and then, that. you're halfway there yeah every period in the lyrics is offset by a space yeah <laughs> Every period is size 14 font, so I wouldn't notice. <laughs> Can I tell you, uh, fucking high school kids, I mean, even in you go in as a freshman, even yeah. at that point, like, you've written essays before. Uh-huh. I Every time they ask, does this have to be double-spaced? Oh yeah, I still get that, also. <laughs> Why would yeah. it not be, my dude? I don't want to read that. Please, t- I don't like, personally, I preferred the font of Garamond. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, you Roman didn't say a... to use Garamond? Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Times New Roman is the standard, so yes, that's the one we're going with. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. as an aside of my students, whom I hate. Yeah, I'm just kidding. They're good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're great. 
I do. You know how when you were a student and you thought that you're like, and then you would see your, uh, you would see your teacher at the Piggly Wiggly and you would be like, what the fuck? This is a person, you know? Mm -hmm. Cause you just think they're like a teacher forever who just like lives in the classroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like now that I am, I, now that I am teacher now, like now that you're whole, now that you're teacher. Thank you. Students will pass you by. <laughs> the teacher trained in all to lose his name. Whatever the fuck it is. Uh, fucking, like, these kids don't realize that teachers used to be students who also cheated, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, we oh know the God. tricks. Brooks, I'm having... Definitely having non-flashbacks to when I was teaching. It's yeah. So bad. I had I had a kid um, turn it into one time, and it was like his first had... Like, not quite freshman, not quite college freshman quality. Um, and then sure. the second essay he turned in um, was like, I was like, okay, I wasn't using this type of citation until I was in grad school. So I go okay, and like, this, this says Derrida wrote it. Right. Um. <laughs> I t- like, I typed in like, you know, in quotation marks, a selection from it. And sure enough, it comes up on like, buy my essay dot biz. And I had to call him in. I'm like, dude, 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 come on. <laughs> come on. I, I go to, a, yeah, you mistook me for a student when I walked in on day one. Like, you can't yeah. think I'm this out of touch. And he started crying. I'm like, oh my God. That's why <laughs> Please, I don't teach anymore. You yeah. have to pass me. <laughs> Please, I'm Adam Sandler. I'll do anything <laughs> for him, Parish. I'm the widow old man from the crazy night. <laughs> Good movie. Good movie. I didn't say anything about the quality. It's a good right. movie, and that's a technical foul. It's good. He's so old. It's He's funny. Old. You should watch his Netflix special. Roy watched it, didn't you, Roy? Isn't I haven't it? seen like, it. I didn't know I've, there was one. I've heard that it's like good. It's un- okay. Yeah. Uh, here's. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Get out of here. Bits and irony poisoning. It's the best <laughs> thing he's done this millennium. Okay. That's All not right. to say that it's good. Okay. But relatively. On, so if we were doing a like comparison to the carry scale, like, right? Where would that fall? Like what carry flick would you kind of? I mean, you know, I put it above, you know, of course, like fun with Dick and Jane, because like there's actual jokes in there. There's like a couple times when I was like, huh, that's a premise and a payoff. Uh huh. But then there's I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's there's like some really moving stuff. Like he has a song about Chris Farley and how he misses him, and that's really nice. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then um. Rob Schneider comes down. The okay, state. here's where here's where you start to lose me. Right. So it has sort of you know you got to take the good with the bad. I get up, I get down. So mm-hmm. the I get up is the I miss my friend Chris Farley. It's very sad. Um, then I get down is uh, Adam Sandler's next song is a song about uh, doing this exposition of sixty nine in space as an astronaut. And then I'm uh, not That's kidding. Really and then Rob really Schneider funny. rappels down from the ceiling in an astronaut suit and he flips upside down so that they can sing in sixty nine position with each other. Okay, that's really funny, though. That's really funny. I'm glad I'm that like, you didn't have to be there, and it, it's funny to you, too, because I'm also laughing. Yeah. It's very funny, though. <laughs> but yeah, it's where I don't remember why we were talking. Oh, because Eddie did the voice. Oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, okay, that's how we got here. Um, and you and I, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Lady Gaga uh, canceled. <laughs> uh, heading into the last one, the shortest of the three tracks coming in at around eight minutes. It's a tight eight minutes on this one. How do you how do you pronounce this one? Siberian Katru? Katru, yeah. Katru? Yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I like that the fact on Genius for this one is it's the third and last track to Close to the Edge by Yes. Yeah. That's it. It sure is. I learned also from Genius that Katru means as you wish in the Yemeni dialect. 
Arabic. And John just likes to let you know that when we... He thinks so, it sounds nice. Yeah, I, I kept singing the word over and over again, even though I had no idea what it meant. I asked someone to look it up, and when they told me the meaning, it worked for the song. Cool, yep. dude. Yep. Fucking he's brain genius. I love him. He's so he's, good. He is so... He like this was recorded in 1268, but he really is living in the year 3000. Yeah, like, his yes. techniques are just beyond. Compare. He might be small, but he's like in the way that we are 70 percent water. He's 70 percent like neurons. Yeah, he's so good. He's my favorite. <laughs> he's um, such a weird little man. He, <laughs> he's got the biggest anime eyes I've ever seen. On he's a just day. a little creature. He can't help it. He can't help it. He is not from this realm. He's not. He's a fairy. Um, this one is, like, kind of the most straightforward of all of them, in that it's kind of the same, like, vibe throughout. Yeah, there's um, no chaff on this yeah. one. He just gets right to it. We do get another, we get we get uh, acoustic sitar on this <laughs> one, I'm pretty sure. Just standard, regular sitar. We get, like, halfway through, we get, like, a fucking neoclassical harpsichord riff. Yes! Yeah. Like, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That's kind of like me because if I was like if I was uh, a guitarist in a very famous band and I just learned a cool technique, I'd be like, yeah, let's throw this in. Yeah, I can do this kind of tapping now, so let's put that one in. Um, it's so good, Brooks. You did. I do want to bring up the part. I, I did too. I'm glad in the uh, in the uh, fun point chat. The refrain the, of this one. The refrain. Outboard river. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so that's how it goes because. In my, away, yeah. in my brain, I sure can't, th- I can't read these lyrics without hearing them in, by the way, Red Hot Chili Peppers, where it's outboard, river, blue tail, <laughs> tail fly, Luther, in time, do, 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 like, that's exactly <laughs> the lyrics. My favorite fun point moments so far has been when just, like, vocalizing has been spelled out on a lyrics page. Oh, I love it. So, like, this and, like, uh, in that one Fleetwood Max song where he goes, do, doodly do. Yeah. <laughs> Like Could that, you that's remind just my favorite. Me, how does John sort of say the dude and the dude in this one? <laughs> it it's uh Luther in time. Do 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 da da da. Oh okay, like gotcha. Yeah, along those lines. Gotcha. There's there's very like I feel like the there's like a dialect and how it's written on the genius page, which is not <laughs> yeah. how I properly probably would have wrote it out. Have, have we talked yet about how genius is the perfect name for a website talking about this album? that's why they changed it from rap genius is so they could put close to the edge on it right and now it's genius.com genius.com is my homepage, Mm -hmm. and it just redirects to three different three different uh urls i've made of all genius spelled wrong until i eventually get (laughs) to here yes close to the edge there you go gotta get there somehow um it's good at the, it's weird because at the like a lot of this, I mean the co- the genius comment did said it's a lot of him just saying kind of like two words that give like a vibe, mm-hmm. like right blue tail tail fly sun tower asking like I don't know what that means but it sounds good yeah right what more do you need you know sometimes an artist writes a song and they it doesn't mean anything it can just be a nice song sometimes yeah. the curtains are blue to me sometimes the so- curtains are blue and sometimes you want to put themes in yeah well yeah. Sometimes the theme is that the curtains are blue. Damn. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You ever think about it? Damn. Um, and there's just like a tasty solo at the end. Yeah. Like for two minutes. It's so good. It's, which I wasn't expecting, but. I love, my favorite part is like, there's like a part kind of, I guess in the middle, that's like just kind of a series. And this is when the harpsichord happens. That's just kind of a series of solos. 
Uh-huh. And it fucking rolls. And it goes from like it goes from like there's a little bass riff and then um then it goes into the harpsichord, like the harpsichord comes in like as loud as possible to shut the bass up. It's so good. It's a, yeah, it, yeah. It's like it's it doesn't fade in. It's just yeah, there. It's, yeah, it's Rick Wakeman just like bodily elbowing Chris Squire out of the way. Rick Wakeman is definitely like a wrong name I would give to someone <laughs> as my gimmick. Like that's not his real name. I love him. <laughs> I have made an important discovery about this song. What's uh-huh. it? So I scroll down to the bottom and there's a comment and it's voted down, but it says the band Yes had the most random, meaningless, and stupid lyrics in the history of music, and Siberian Katru is no exception. The sound of the band was good, but the lyrics were the dark, smelly, oozy junk at the bottom of the barrel. Which is uh, can you quickly give me the name of the user who wrote that comment? Right. So the name of the user is Doctor Bill. Okay. Can we? Who of all the bills that we know in the Yes universe? <laughs> Who would be likely to leave a mean comment about the lyric on the Genius page? Who would be most likely to leave a comment disparaging the lyrics but talking about the musicianship, especially the drums on this album? (laughs) Oh, God. He's still online in 2018. It might be Bill Bruford. It might be Bill Bruford. Bill Bruford got his PhD and he's commenting on Genius. (laughs) I didn't realize he actually has a PhD in music. Holy shit. So, He's so good. Follow the money, folks. Just gotta follow it. And he's also 69 years old, which is funny. Nice. And, um, those are all three songs. Yeah. We got them. We got them. All you need. So, Brooks, uh, how would you rate your Yes experience? I enjoyed it. It's like, I I think about the other albums you're usually like, how often am I gonna, like, go back and to fucking Selena Gomez, the song about beat in my face? And it's like, sometimes... (laughs) And, like, I can't see when I'm going to return to Yes. I think it's only going to be road trips. Yeah. <laughs> try it, try like, it on a plane. It's very good on a ooh, plane. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I like, would also say listen to Fragile, because that's the one that has roundabout on Fragile's so okay. good, dude. Because I, I, I didn't want to pick the, like, most obvious one, so. Yeah. When I was uh, driving, at, like, past midnight with a belly full of McChickens from a late-night McDonald's <laughs> down I-75 last mm-hmm. night, like, as I was getting home and I saw, like, my city's skyline... Like mm-hmm. Siberian Katri started, and it's a yeah. really good like end of the road trip when the city's cresting over the horizon song. But I also yep. love to just like, hey, hey, all my meat space friends, do you want to go on a beach day? Everybody get in my car. All right, I'll take care of the jams, and then it's birds tweeting for a full minute. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fragile's really good. Yep. And the also, Yes album uh, is really good. The Yes album. Yeah. yeah. I really I didn't know about yes at all and now i'm i'm happy to know that they're good and there's a lot they're going so on good dude because I, I, I feel like cause yeah i don't want to be like i'm the music like uh genre genius but i genuinely did not listen to yes until i heard roundabout and jojo's with our adventure so yeah it's, it's just like when i i i had my tenure as like the you know classic rock high school guy with wearing t-shirts two sizes too big that's like no uh, the last good song was came out in 1979 like, mm-hmm. I had that era, but now I've kind of, like, overcorrected, and it's like, anytime I see a song coming out, like, before 1979, I'm like, this is gonna be fucking boring. It's just gonna be some British guy being like, girl, you got me now, and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's fucking great, dude. But this is actually, like, good. It's for geniuses like me. Yeah. Uh-huh. You gotta have a very high IQ to enjoy Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know they knew that you could do this shit with organs in the 70s, you know? <laughs> 
It was just recently discovered. Yeah. Right. That's how, that's how Dr. Bill got his PhD. Yeah. yeah. Can I, can I give one last, um, this is a yes slash Roy of the show fun fact. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, our, our buddy, John Anderson, um, also almost hit you with his car. <laughs> a friend of the show. Friend of the show, John Anderson. Um, back in like 2011 or 2012, um, I was like a BNF in the Tumblr Yes fandom, which was a thing. Um, and um, okay, so I was I I was until compared to everyone else, I wasn't on Tumblr till fairly recently. So you're gonna have to explain that acronym to me. Oh, BNF is big name fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Go on. Yeah. Um. So hey, um, Roy, I like your shoelaces. Thank you, Mr. Obama. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess Roy was lying. Anyways, thanks, go on. Thanks, Tumblrinos. Um, so, um, Tumblipoos. Um, yeah! Yeah! Um, I hate it. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I had set my um, Tumblr URL to his full name, and his middle name is Roy. And um, uh, Fallon of the me um, mm-hmm. started just, like, referred to me as Roy one time. Because that was my URL at the time, and it just kind of stayed that way. So thank you, friend of the me, John Anderson, for giving nice. me my name of Roy. <laughs> Roy Origins. There you go. Roy Origins. Deep Roy lore. That's the shit that people listen to Fun Point for. Oh, mm-hmm. happy weed minute. Happy weed happy minute. minute. Yeah. Happy weed minute, Kim. Happy weed minute. <laughs> um, my favorite Roy Origin song is Pretty Woman. <laughs> Hot dog story. John Frusciante covering all our hits. Um, I I I don't have the link up right now, but I did see the other day somewhere that one of the like solos on this album, John Frusciante was like, "That sounds good," and like he wanted to do something like it. For all of John Frusciante's solo songs are nine minutes long, and it's all three minutes of static before and after every song, and it's just like. He also sings about like seasons, but also like his girlfriend breaking up with him. It's real bad shit, and we're gonna listen to yeah. it eventually. <laughs> it's all right. I'm gonna wait. Uh, we we do slap city now, right? We do slap city. T- yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Roy, would you like to, as a guest, would you like to give us your your hit for slap uh, city? Yeah, sure. Um, so my cool slap city pick um is um some. Eh, tangentially related prog rock um Mm -hmm. so um this is a song called the four horsemen um by Mm -hmm. a band called aphrodite's child hell Um, yeah okay yeah and um it's from an album called 666 which is a double album and a concept about the book of revelation um it whips ass um they're greek and their keyboardist um I don't know if you, if either of y'all have heard of him, but maybe someone has, uh, is, uh, Vangelis, who, um, became, like, a really big, like, keyboardist and composer and solo artist okay. and stuff. Um, and he ended up, uh, he actually did the, um, soundtrack, well, not the soundtrack, but the, like, theme for the original Cosmos miniseries, um, which is good. Um, and, um, the album is just buck wild, but this song, Fucking rules. <laughs> um, it's really cool. Um, I would never send this album in to you guys because it's a double concept album about the revolution by a Greek prog rock band. Um, yeah, yeah it, there, well, there's there's also a lot of like um, kind of inscrutable um, instrumental stuff. But yeah, so you sent us the Mars Volta to make yeah. some more scrutable one. 
Yeah, uh, slightly more. Something kind of more accessible. Yeah, just yeah. a dog, just dog a hand surgery. Yeah, just dog hand surgery. It's just regular. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's good. Okay, and cool. oh, yeah, uh, a tangent. Yeah, more tangentially related. They were, yes, was actually going to try to get Vangelis to be their keyboard player in the mid 70s after Rick Wakeman left because um, he and John Anderson were like really good buddies. Um, so, fun facts again. Uh, Roy, if, if you can do me a favor, I'm look. I see. I'm on Aphrodite's Child, the mm-hmm. on Spotify. Mm-hmm. The the art for this song, it's their top listen to song. It's just mm-hmm. the album art is just kind of a picture of an old man. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that must be. Some alternate art because the one that I have is just like red with the number six 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 on it. That's okay, well, way cooler. When yeah. you get a chance, listen to the, the song on Spotify and make sure it's the right one before I put it on the playlist. <laughs> All right, yeah, I can, <laughs> just, I, just I can so send can. it to you. Um, okay. Yeah, if you need it for whatever, but yeah. Um. So who went first? I think I went first last week. Yeah. There you go, Brooks. So um, I also, I, I, didn't, I don't have a prog one because I'm the prog baby of the pod. <laughs> um, so I also went back to the Vampire Caveman era of the 1980s. And mm-hmm. I picked a song because the songs, uh, is, uh, yes, did songs about the heaven and getting up and getting down and the devil and Martin Luther and shit. Um, yeah. So Eddie, you might know this guy because the, the band that you like of Ghost covered one of their songs that's on Slap City already. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And I believe so, we're headed towards a Rocky Erickson. So we're doing sort of a Rocky Erickson this week for me, uh-huh. and I'm going to do his song. I think of demons because um, it's good and it's about how sometimes you think of demons but they never kill. You know. Okay. Yeah, and then he, he says like Lucifer, Lucifer over and over again. It's pretty cool. AJJ covered it live once, and I I said that's a good song, and then I looked it up, and now I like it. And there it is. Uh, thank you, Brooks. Yeah. Uh, for me, I decided I'm going Prague. Hell yeah. Not going yes on this one because I figured I should let me keep this one below eight minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the yes hits I'm going to put on Let's... here. Keep Rosalita shining. (laughs) I believe after this one, Rosalita will still be the longest uh, track on Slap City. Uh, I'm going to uh, visit the wizard of the man we spoke of earlier. A little band you may have heard of. Uh, It's Rush. Yes. (laughs) It's Rush to me. It's Rush to me. So I decided to pick one of my... It's probably my favorite Rush song. Okay. And it is uh, Red Barchetta. Nice. It's about driving an illegal yet stylish car. Okay. Stylish but illegal car. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's compared to their other stuff, there's not as much overt Ayn Randiness in it. Right. Like you could read it that, like if you hear it, you won't think that, but then someone will say, actually, the, it's because the government's bad. And you say, oh, yeah. Um, he did say that. Because the government made a law where cars are illegal in this song, because there's lore to it, because it's a Rush song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just about driving a cool car. And Home Among Us does not have problematic Italian faves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's right. We'll talk about... I, I'm i so just straining to figure out what Rush album to talk about. Oh, God. Because Hemispheres this- is my favorite Rush album, but that is... Half of it is, like, instrumental. I, and half I, of it is one song, also. <laughs> Half of it's one song, and then they have La Villa Strangiata, where they play the fucking Looney Tunes music twice. In <laughs> they <it>. really do. <laughs> <laughs> they just do that for a while. That's good. Yep. So, Brought to you by Acme. Yeah. I just went to the Wikipedia page for Red Barchetta, and my favorite thing about it... Mm-hmm. The proper Italian tr- uh, pronunciation is just Barchetta, 
but it is sung with a ch sound by getty by getty lee yeah that's yeah. why i think that's what it is it's so good it's yep. just like <laughs> he can it, do whatever he wants it's not problematic because it's not real italian yep. yeah so can't complain about it yeah um what segment comes now the uh, next week of next episode Do, of do we have board? questions let me see if we have questions uh i have it in posting on tumblr because tomorrow is the day that um breasts colon yeah. cups are banned so yeah. oh um, yeah yeah no more cups private or otherwise uh let's see oh no we did this one the funny question about it being section 69 mm, uh love that funpointcast <laughs> at gmail.com uh creepy shower kid asked a question okay since a lot of people under 40s first real exposure to yes was the good anime of judge's bizarre adventure mm-hmm. what's the weirdest slash most unexpected way you've gotten into a band or musician and i mean weirdest because we all got into stuff from tony hawk and guitar hero i mean <laughs> oh man i mean i guess like this isn't weird but my dad was in the 80s when he had a big afro i need to find that picture. <laughs> yeah. oh he was, i know uh, like, what it is he was like a freestyle dj um wasn't he also like moving on rollerblades he did he, he did rollerblade free, ro- roller skate oh, okay. the one with four wheels yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my Frequently. god so all, all of his like freestyle music that's like it's in a it's always in funny memes now of like teenagers dancing but okay. any of those songs i'm like oh i actually know that song from my childhood and it's good oh nice that's good. So that's, thanks, I guess Papa Colazzo. Thanks, 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 Papa C. Big C. I, I have a, I have a real answer, but before I say it, I, I do want to just like. It's also this podcast because <laughs> because I'm yeah. just like I used to never talk about music to like my meet space friends, but now like every two weeks I'm like, hey, y'all like my Chemical Romance, right? And then like two weeks later I'm like, y'all like the Mars Volta, right? And I'm just like, I'm like. <laughs> I'm having the weirdest taste in music to all of my friends because I'm learning about new stuff. But I also starting and being on a podcast is probably the weirdest way to find yeah, new music. It's pretty weird. But also I'm going to also submit uh I was on the Rip Ride Rocket Hollywood coaster at Universal Studios Florida where you can listen you can pick a song and listen to it. Um, and I picked Sabotage by the Beastie Boys and right as you crest the first lift hill it's like the and i said this is good and then i like the beastie boys so probably the roller coaster for me also it's good um i know exactly my so um uh i got i'm into this this was like my runner-up uh slap city pick um but there's this band called daikaiju and they do like instrumental like surf metal um okay and i found them from a youtube video of um one of the (laughs) One of the JoJo games, um, okay. and it's just this video of um, Dio doing his like his cool moves, his his road roller and everything. Um, and they just, for whatever reason, they put that in there instead of the actual backing track from the music uh, or from the game. Um, but it fucking rules. Um, the song that they use in it is called "Die Kaiju Die," and it's really. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, thanks, Dio. Thanks, Dio. Thank you, Dio. Uh, As always. At gmail.com. Um, and now it's time where we uh, kind of turn the next page in the Fun Point Saga. Uh-huh, here I where, go uh, on the road again. We're, we're not heading from season. here. Uh, it's it's Brooks's choice. It's Brooks's choice. And now the true Fun Point begins. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. All right. So um, 
Eddie, it's what's the temperature like there? <laughs> oh, my favorite bit. Uh, it's kind of cold. It's a brisk. Oh, it's, uh, for, it's a brisk forty-one, but it feels like thirty-five right now. Oh, cool. It's like it's like seventy-one here. It's great. Okay, um, so what you're saying is it's pretty cold. Um, mm-hmm. and what you might want is something I don't know. Red hot. Oh, what we're gonna do red hot chili peppers <laughs> we're gonna do blood sugar sex magic from the red hot chili peppers i'm so glad i could be here for you to drop us on <laughs> hey kim we're gonna do blood sex magic from the red hot chili peppers <laughs> oh. blood sugar sex magic you're gonna spend your christmas listening to blood sugar sex magic by the red hot chili peppers. is that the one when they're all naked no, that's the live from Abbey Road funny cover. Let me. No, this me, is the one that's got all the hits. I believe magic is spelled isn't. Yeah, it's got a K it. in it. Um, it's their most clear, critically acclaimed album. So I didn't throw the titty mother at you or anything. It's got okay. the two songs that you know and love. Okay, I'm seeing uh 16 discrete songs on this album, Brooks. <laughs> 16 Christian songs. And now the 17 fun point begins. Actually, 17. But one is a cover. Let me see what's on here. Um, which one's... Okay, give it away. Under the Bridge. Okay. Oh, we do kind of close it out with Sir Psycho Sexy. So Now, I... The reason I picked this one is because of Sir Psycho Sexy, which is one of the worst songs I've ever <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this, so this album contains multitudes. Yeah. Telling me. Uh, how could I skip over Mellowship Slinky and B Major? <laughs> So you haven't listened to this one in, in its entirety. I've never thought about this album. You didn't grow up with Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I Blood Sugar not. Baby Sex Magic. You no, know you didn't? No. Is Frusciante on this one? Uh, it's a, yeah, I believe Frusciante departed after this. It was during okay. the tour. They were because so they, they went on SNL and they were like, all right, time for Under the Bridge. And then John Frusciante, yeah, for sure. And then he played song and you can see anthony Kiedis so kind of sir that. psycho sexy was his uh bill bruford moment where he yeah. finally had enough and decided uh, yeah he anthony Kiedis was like all right i'm gonna give you eight minutes and 17 seconds of sir psycho sexy is that good and he said uh-uh and then he went and made the worst independent music in the world oh boy it's eight minutes long huh <laughs> it's kind of like prog okay a little bit i mean prog is what you prog is what you make of it You've already heard Give It Away. You've already heard Under the Bridge. That's almost 10 minutes that, like, you get back, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't need to yeah. see- I mean, I, I recommend it. They're great songs, but... And, you know, if you've ever played, you know, fucking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, you probably heard a couple more of these. I feel like I know Suck My Kiss. Yeah, yeah. don't care yeah. for that one. Um, but you might have heard Breaking the Girl, even The Power yeah, of the it sounds Call. like a dirty song on the album Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Kim. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yes, it sounds very dirty. I know. You want to listen to it with me on Christmas? Heck no. What are you gonna be? What are you gonna be doing? You're on break too. What am I gonna on Christmas Day? Are we listening to it? On Christmas Day, as soon as the sun comes up, I am starting this with track number one: "The Power of Equality." Sure. I'm just okay. saying, the, Anthony Kiedis was responsible for third wave feminism. I'll just say it now. All right, I leave it. Well, I'll I'll come the to my power moment. of Ariana Grande voicing. Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Kiedis. We'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks, Mr. Kiedis. Uh, I might have to dive back into scar tissue, his memoir, to just sort of get a a 
sort of it's a that'll be my back. my Mars Volta sort of optional reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's this week. Uh, we'll do we're doing yada 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 boys next week. Yes. And then two weeks we're back with Mr. Ketis and friends and Flea and the whole gang's here. We're and, finishing 2019, 2018 strong with uh, the Give It Away Now. Give It Away Give Now. It away. Um, thank you, Roy, for being on the show. Thank You're you, Roy. welcome. You are very welcome. Thank you. Where were you when Eddie first heard he'd have to listen to Blood Sugar Sex Magic? Well, Roy was right here with us. So. <laughs> she sure fucking was, dude. Um, where can people find you on the uh, internet? Uh, you can find me anywhere, basically, at Fuck Warlock. Um, I would say I'm on Tumblr at there, but um, Tumblr's it, it, nipples oh, are banned. Fuck! I'm not going to be able to do a questions post. You're oh, not. Shit. I'm not going to be able to say blood sugar sex magic on there. It's banned. You better make make the post today. <laughs> <laughs> Get it in under under the cut before. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm definitely extremely online on Twitter at fuck warlock. So it's good shit. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the episode. Thank you, Sinister Gates. Thank you, John Anderson. Thank you, Chris Quire. Thank you, Bruford Tarkas. Yeah. Bruford uh, Tarkas. <laughs> Truck and Luck. Yep. Um, thank you, Electric Sitar. Um, thank that's you, everyone. whoever played that church organ. That was really good. Yeah. Give me some right. Thank, uh, Mr. Wakefield. Um, <laughs> thanks, Dr. Riddle. Right. Um, it's like, it's like Roy says, Semper Funny. Semper, Semper funny. funny. Bye. 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 We did it. We did it. <laughs>